The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is paid for by NJC Investments, who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program right here on 94.3 FM The Talker. My name is Nick Colarossi. I am a certified retirement counselor with NJC Investments in Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen once again to join us as we open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge. Our program originates this morning from the luxurious corner office studio at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Complex, located high atop the greening fields and peaks of the West Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Our goal on today's program is to help you to become a better long-term investor and to help you weather the storms of the markets of 2022. Boy, was it a mess, certainly towards the end of last week. We're going to tell you about that, what happened last week, what you should be preparing for as we navigate through 2022. We're going to be talking about what is working right now. Do you know there are three sectors of the 11 in the S&P 500 that are positive for the year? We're going to tell you about those. In fact, we're going to focus on one of those sectors this morning and give you a top analyst picks for investments in that area. We're also going to be talking about other areas of the market that you as a long-term investor want to keep an eye on maybe to dollar cost average into starting right now. We'll catch you up on all the market news from last week, including the highlights from some of the best and worst S&P 500 earnings reports all that and so much more. So please stay with us all of this hour and I promise to make it well worth your while and you will be all the wiser for it. Before we get started with our program, let me first introduce the man who makes all of this possible. The man sitting across the massive soundboard here in the luxurious corner office studio pushing all the buttons. That is producer extraordinaire, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Yes. Good morning, D.C. Good morning, Nick. How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. What a, what a beautiful day yesterday. What's it look yeah. like? like today. Spring is sprung, right? Yeah. We're, we're done with the snow 
show now, are we? <laughs> I think we're done with that. Uh, we're, we're looking for a, uh, well, we're looking for possible showers today, uh, which we could certainly use. Uh, your Saturday high uh, near 60, and then uh, mostly sunny tomorrow near 80 for your Sunday. We'll take that. Yeah. Look at all he does here on the program. He does all the, <laughs> he helps me along with all of my information. He's, um, and then he's over here giving us the weather. Putting together the weather maps. I got the radar over here. It's, it's I'm well equipped to, uh, to handle this. And you, you had the decorations <laughs> up for Easter last week. Took them uh-huh. all down, I see. So yeah, did a good job on both ends of that. Did you have a nice Easter? Uh, yes, yeah, very nice Easter. I did visit, I visited with my, uh, my mom and dad in, uh, Philadelphia, uh, last, uh, last Saturday, the Easter weekend. And uh, yeah, all, all is well. Very, very good. Hope yeah. everybody had a wonderful Easter. Yeah. And I know it was a little bit, uh, now we come back to reality in the stock markets, a little bit shaky last week. We're going yeah. to get into the reasons for that and uh, not to panic, not to panic. The outlook for the long term is good. The outlook for the short term, nobody on the planet can tell you. No. Right? No. So don't panic here. Uh, we're going to go through it step by step in just a moment. But first, a reminder. If there's ever anything that we cover on the program that you need more information on to make a wise investment decision, or if you need help in any financial matter that uh, you want to bounce off us at NJC Investments, never hesitate to give us a call. We're at 570-586-5030. We love hearing from our listeners. And in the case of uh, getting out more information, D.C. Taylor, we can do that by mail, by email, and it's always free of charge or obligation. So don't hesitate. Well, let's dive right into it, DC Taylor. The S&P 500 now has put in three down weeks in a row. We really started selling about mid-afternoon, I think it was mid-afternoon, on Thursday. We were having a pretty good day up until that point. Mm -hmm. And what happened, you might ask, to turn the market so south? (laughs) Yeah, what happened? Chair Powell, the Federal Reserve Chair, uh, came out and said pretty much, and they've been doing this all along with statements at inopportune times. He happened to say, you know, inflation's uh, pretty bad. This is the guy who told us it was transitory all those months ago. Right. It's pretty bad. We may even have to raise by 50 basis points instead of 25 uh-huh. at the next meeting. Now, everybody knew this, right? Yeah. We all knew that. Yeah. We, I think we said it last week on the program. Right. Uh, but when he says it, the markets went from up 250 to down 300. I think closed it. Uh, that was about five minutes it took for that to happen. And then it closed about down 400. Then a lot of volatility again on Friday. Um, so a tough week in the markets. I'll, I'll chalk this one up to the Fed. The markets right here are very fragile. And that happens from time to time. It's It's not... It's not unusual. It is unpleasant, but it does happen from time to time. Don't lose focus on your long-term goal. Let me just give you a perspective here. The S&P 500 now trading at about 4,300. We told you a few weeks back, I think that we put in the bottom on March 14th. On March 14th, the S&P 500 closed at 4,173. Mm -hmm. As bad as the last week felt, we're still significantly above that at 4,300. Now, we have been in a trading range seemingly going nowhere. We're not breaking out to the upside, but we're not going back to those lows. We may retest them, but the lows for the year very well may have been put in. We'll see how that plays out. But earnings are coming in, and for the most part, we'll get to them a little bit later in the program, 
for the most part, they're very good. So what was going on Thursday morning? Good earnings, uh, specifically from Tesla. There were other companies as well. The airlines were in there as well. And the market started to rally until we got Mr. Powell putting the wet blanket on everything. So, so it's a tough market. It's a frustrating market. But I'm telling you, in the long term, my belief, very strong belief, is we are going higher in the long term. The question DC Teller has is, when does the long term start? When does the long term start? <laughs> That's the hard part. When do we turn the ship? When do we break out of this trading range? Well, check in with us each Saturday morning and we'll try to answer that question each and every week. But for today, mm-hmm. we're going to focus on again what is working in the markets? What can I diversify to? There's so many fears out there, DC, with the inflation being at 40-year highs, with the war going on in Ukraine, with the fear of a recession. A recession would be two negative quarters in a row in our GDP, and uh, we'll see. I saw someone very interesting. There's an analyst that comes on the business channel named Kenny Palakari. And I like Kenny Palakari because he's a financial advisor and he likes to cook. Yeah. I, I've heard of a guy like that. Yeah, right? I know somebody like that. And he that. throws out every now and then, he'll throw out some recipes <laughs> on holidays. I've heard it, I've seen that done somewhere oh, before. Of course. Anyway, he had a really interesting line on, I believe it was Friday morning. He said, Yes, we're probably going to get a recession, but don't let it light your hair on fire, right? <laughs> it's just you're getting time now to prepare your portfolios, adjust your portfolios to ride through it. Right. And we're going to give you some of our best ideas in just a few moments. So stay tuned. And thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. My name again, Nick Calarasi of NJC Investments, helped along by Mr. D.C. Tiller of Bold Gold Radio fame. And we'd like to thank you for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. Well, DC, before we get into what is working right now in the three sectors of the S&P 500 that are positive in 2022, I want to remind you about a very, very simple process, a very simple concept that I've seen work and work well over time. And that is dollar cost averaging, as boring as that sounds, D.C. Taylor. What is dollar cost averaging? Taking a fixed dollar amount each month or each quarter, Mm -hmm. let it come out of your bank account automatically and into your investment account and buy a quality investment, a fixed dollar amount at a fixed interval over time. And it really compounds for long-term investors. But what I will say is a lot of people are saying, why am I doing this? Why am I adding money? And I've gotten this a couple times this past week. Why do I keep adding money yet my statement keeps going down? Well, that does happen from time to time. It's it's not, again, it's not pleasant, but these are the times when long-term fortunes can be built because you are buying more and more shares at a lower price. Eventually, eventually, Now, D.C. Taylor will tell us that past performance... Not a guarantee of future results. That is correct. But I would find it hard to believe that the market never goes up again. Right. Right? Right. It will go higher. Yeah. So if you're getting all of these shares 
at a lower price. It will pay off well in the future. This is when you want to not, not stop your dollar cost averaging program. Increase it if you can when times are down, when, mm-hmm. when prices are low. And they are certainly lower than where they've been over the last three, six, nine months. So again, focus on quality investments. Buy low, which is, in my opinion now, does that mean they're not going to be lower next month? No, it doesn't. I don't know for certain. Nobody does. Right. But continue to buy low. It will pay off in the long run. So focus on those dollar cost averaging programs. If you need help getting one started, give us a call. We'll show you how they work. We can do a hypothetical to show you how it would work out over a time period using your specific numbers, your specific time period, your specific dollar amounts. All right, DC Taylor, let's take a look at the three sectors of the S&P 500. There are 11. Only three are in the black. The other eight are in the red year to date. I know you know the number one performing sector because we've pounded it home for the whole year so far, and that is energy Energy by far out in front. Now, the S&P 500 itself down for the year will give you the exact amount in the second segment, but the energy sector of the S&P 500 up 40 year to date. That is the number one performer. I'm going to give you the number three performer because we're going to focus on the number two area this morning. The number three performing sector of the market, also positive for the year by 4.5% is the consumer staples area. Consumer staples, things we need, do Mm -hmm. you see, on an everyday basis. And number two is the utility sector. Utilities up 5.5% year to date. That's it. Three sectors up, energy up 40%, consumer staples up 4.5%, and utilities up 5.5%. Let's take a look at a utility article that I got from InvestorPlace.com saying these are the areas in utilities to focus on right now. This comes to us from author Josh Inamoto, writing for InvestorPlace back on March 21st. 2022. Please check out the entire article on your own. It's free online. And uh, we're just going to skim the surface here. They'll give you all the deep details in the article that uh, you would need to make a wise investment decision. But the first on here, DC, and when you think of it, the utility sector is almost like the consumer staples area, right? We need utilities. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, (laughs) we're going to get that monthly bill Uh and we're going to pay it. Yeah. I mean, if you want your lights to stay on, if you want your water to keep running, right? Sure. I mean, you could turn your thermostat down if you want, or maybe turn turn a few lights off, you know, more than you would, but you still need them. (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, an area here that Inamoto likes in his first is Nextera Energy. The symbol for Nextera is N-E-E. And this Nextera Energy mixes a little bit of uh, traditional energies with a little bit of the uh, more green energies. Uh, So that comes to the list first here, NEE. And NEE is one of the few on the list, DC Taylor, that is still negative for the year, down about 19% year to date. And that might have to do with some of the green energy plays. Right. But looking again as a long-term play for NEE, and we do own some NEE for certain investors at NJC Investments for full disclosure. Next up is Exelon EXC, and that's the power company. They are also still negative on the year, DC, down 13%. However, in the last month, 
up over 12.5%. You can see the turn going on in utility sector right now. We also own some Exelon at NJC Investments. In fact, we own all but one of these companies on the list, DC, and I'll point that out where we, when we get to it. And we've owned them long before this article came out, and mm-hmm. we will own them. We are long-term holders in the utility area. Next up is Duke Energy. Symbol there is D-U-K. That has over a 3.8% dividend yield, and that is up right now. Just shy of 10% on DUK returns for the year. Next on the list of utility companies to buy as inflation's grip tightens, according to Josh Inamoto, writing for InvestorPlace.com, is Sempra Energy. Symbol for Sempra is SRE, and SRE is up 27.8% year-to-date and just shy of a 3% dividend yield. Most of these utility companies, DC, will pay a quarterly dividend. I'm giving you the annual yield again, up just shy of 28% on SRE. We have three to go, DC. The next is Dominion Energy. The symbol there is D. They're up 9.1% year-to-date, have a 3.1% dividend yield currently, and they focus in on the areas of Virginia and North Carolina, fast-growing areas. So Dominion up 9.1% year-to-date. The next is the one we do not currently own, and it's a water utility in California. Okay. And there's always water problems in California, DC, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like there's always uh, some sort of problem situation there. A lot of things going on out there in the <laughs> West. Anyway, <laughs> Essential Utilities, WTRG, carries a 2.2% dividend yield, but it is down 8% year to date. But it is on Inamoto's list here. And uh, next up, we have the last on his list of utilities to buy right now as inflation hits us. That is waste management. There'll mm. always be a need for this company, right? <laughs> sure, of course. WM is the symbol. It is still down 4% year to date, has a 1.6% dividend yield. And uh, interesting, there, there's yeah. a couple more down than I thought, but the utility sector, one of the three positive, in fact, the number two performing sector overall this year in the S&P 500. Let's give you Inamoto's picks one more time quickly. Their recommendations from him, not from us at NJC Investments. We do not know your particular situation or if any of these are suitable for your portfolio, but as always, if you'd like more information, you know where to find us, 570-586-5030. The utility companies, again, on the List from InvestorPlace.com, Nextair Energy, NEE, Exelon is EXC, Duke Energy, D-U-K, Sempra Energy is S-R-E, Dominion Energy is D, Essential Utilities, W-T-R-G, and Waste Management is W-M. There you have them, D.C. Taylor. All right. I think it's time for us to take a break, but there's so much more information coming, including some highlights from earnings season that I think you'll find very interesting. And also, a little bit later in the program, we're going to focus on a sector of the market that both D.C. and I think have long-term prospects, good prospects for the long term, and maybe an area that you may consider dollar cost averaging into right now. 
Before we go to this break, let's thank our friends at Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton for sponsoring this portion of our program. D.C. Tiller, I know the patio was open uh, yesterday. I don't know about tonight what the weather's going to look like tonight, but meh. they have a brand new, beautiful outdoor patio. But they also have the great ambiance of their cozy dining room, mm-hmm. great nightly specials. Hey, if you haven't checked out Seidel's Restaurant yet, do yourself a favor, pick up your phone right now and get your reservations. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Your financial future back after this brief message. Please stay with us. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. Sedell's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sedell's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sedell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedell's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sedell's. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments right here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. Hope you're enjoying our program. I hope you're enjoying your weekend, night spring weekend, D.C. Taylor. Yes, uh, we will uh, we'll have some showers today and some necessary showers in order to uh, make the stuff grow. And then uh, tomorrow's going to be very warm and uh, mostly sunny for Look, Sunday. Might even have a barbecue. What do I, you think? I, it's on my shopping list. Uh, hamburgers and hot dogs and rolls not, right on my list. Not too bad. <laughs> Look forward to that. Yeah. Well, D.C. Taylor, there was a recent survey of American adults uh, on the condition of the U.S. economy, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll find this hard to believe, 63% of American adults surveyed during the first week of April find the U.S. economy fairly bad or very bad. 32% fairly bad, 31% very bad. That's, yeah. you know, uh-huh. um, and the dominant reason that they said this was because they were disappointed in the U.S. economy because of inflation mm-hmm. and rising costs. Yep. I have a cure. Yes. You want to know what it is? Yeah, what's that? Stop printing and spending money. Uh-huh. Okay? Send okay. that to Washington for me. All right. And everything will be good. All right. That's it. That that survey came from the CBS uh, News and the YouGov survey. Okay. There right, you go. It is, it's it's tougher out there, right? Uh, everything yeah, seems yeah, to be higher priced. Uh-huh. Yeah, very can, much so. It can be fixed. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Well, DC, I want to thank you for doing your mad dash down the hall and bringing us back this piping hot cup, a wonderful coffee in front of us, and I know what this is. Chock full of nuts in the I knew it. I knew it. Heavenly coffee. coffee. Chock full of nuts is that heavenly coffee. Better coffee a millionaire. Money can't buy. The only coffee with its own song, DC. <laughs> That's very good. Has to be it. a good coffee. Classic. 
chock full of nuts. Uh, not only our cup, but the whole studio, I think. Chock full of nuts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we've come to my favorite part of the program where we like to catch you up on where we stand year to date in our markets. But before we do that, you know that I always like to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. That is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. I've got a great community event that you can take the family to and enjoy it yourself. It is tonight, the night of doo-wop and legends at the Kirby Center. Tickets are still available. Doors open up tonight at 5.30. The program begins at 7 p.m. Are you ready for this doo-wop lineup? DC yes, what do you got? The Duprees, You Belong to Me, My Own True Love, Why Don't You Believe Me? Uh-huh. We've got Dennis Tufano, one of the, he's the original lead singer of the Buckinghams, Kind of a Drag, you right. know that song, right? right. Uh, some of the others they have, the Buckinghams. We also have Jay Siegel and the Tokens in the jungle, right? The Lion uh-huh. Sleeps Tonight and yeah. all that kind of good stuff. And then the one that caught my eye, the, the Capris are here as well. There's a moon out tonight. But the one that caught my eye was Bobby Brooks Wilson. That's the son of Jackie Wilson. And yeah. uh, he's going to be doing a recreation of his dad's show. And uh, did you know Jackie Wilson was Elvis Presley's favorite singer? About that. And okay. uh, his right. son will be headlining tonight at the Kirby Center. Again, doors open at 530. Tickets still available. KirbyCenter.org for all of the information. What do you have for us today, DC? I got a couple of uh, events here, uh, wide spanning across our area here. First is the, uh, uh, I want to tell you about the Berwick Walk to Defeat ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, Saturday, May 21st, so you got a few weeks to plan for this uh, at the Forge in Berwick. Of course, the uh, Forge Pub and Eatery. Say hi to our friend uh, Mike Monaco, the owner down there. Uh, this year's event will be in memory of legendary high school football coach George Curry. Uh, register now at Berwick Walk to Defeat ALS.org. I'll say it again Berwick Walk to Defeat ALS.org. Again, for that May 21st event. So uh, start planning that and, uh, and get, your, get your, uh, your sneakers all laced up and ready to go. Also, um, this afternoon, uh, 1 until 6, 1 until 6 p.m., a chicken barbecue dinner at Jefferson Township Volunteer Fire Company on Cortez Road in Mount Cobb. Uh, your dinner includes half a chicken, uh, sides like baked beans and potato and coleslaw and dessert. Uh, you can get tickets at 29firerescue.com. Again, that starts at 1 o'clock this afternoon. I guess you can still get tickets again. 29firerescue.com. Check that out. And uh, it's again, it's the Jefferson Township Volunteer your fire company help out our uh, first responders absolutely great cause dc yes and thank you so much all right well it's time to get back to finance here's where we stand in our capital markets as of april 23rd 2022 the dow jones industrial average now down about six and a half percent big down day on friday dc yeah the s&p 500 now down about 10 percent and the NASDAQ down just shy of 18% year-to-date, really tailed off Thursday and Friday. Price of a barrel of oil, $101.70, and the 10-year Treasury yield up near 3% at 2.90%. You're seeing the inflation gauges with that oil price and the yield on that 10-year Treasury high. That has investors nervous. What really set all of this off was Jay Powell, Fed chair, with his, oh, we're going to raise interest rates. 
50 basis points. Now, he was um, originally, I think he was uh, put in that position by President Trump. He was reinstated. Uh, they had a, a vote again on him under mm-hmm. President Biden. Biden brought him up. And uh, so both guys are a, a fault for this guy. He, right. He is not doing us any favors. He is way behind the curve. We are going to get higher interest rates. We knew we were getting 50 basis points. It's not a surprise, but they're so far behind the curve. It's going to be a tough couple of months ahead with these interest rates, DC, to try to tame inflation. We'll see how that goes. There were a lot of reports this week from S&P 500 companies. I'd like to give you the highlights. Let's start with a bad one. Netflix. Did you see Netflix earnings? They beat on earnings per share, I believe, but they missed on revenue. And it's the first time in 10 years they actually lost subscribers. This is what happens to a company with a high PE. Mm -hmm. When they miss, they lost over one third of their value in one day, down over 35% on earnings. Now the PE is down to 20 which is in line with the market before it was much, much higher. Netflix has been as high as $700 in the last 52 weeks, now trading near $200. How about that? All right. There was good news, however. Tesla came out with earnings. They beat on earnings per share and revenues. TSLA trading around $1,000 on Friday. They beat revenues handily, DC, because revenues were up 81% year over year. Hmm. They seem to be on track with Tesla. IBM also had very good earnings. IBM's interesting because they have a 4.7% yield. So it's a tech company, but it's also kind of a value company. They beat on top and bottom line, had their best day in two years of their stock going up 7% in one day. And the price targets were up on IBM at Credit Suisse uh, up to $166 per share is is their current target. IBM trading at about $138 on Friday. And Procter & Gamble, we talked about consumer staples and how we all need them. No matter what war is going on, no matter what inflation is going on, right. we need those consumer staples. Very good earnings out of Procter & Gamble. PG trading at about $162 on Friday. The 52-week high, 165 the 52-week low, 130. They're still down, just shy of 1% year-to-date, and they do have a 2.25% dividend, and I would expect the consumer staples sector to hold up well through 2022. Again, Consumer Staples DC up 4.5% coming into Friday on the S&P 500. That is in uh, that's in third place. That's mm-hmm. one of the top three. That is three of the only three positive. Consumer Staples, utilities up 5.5% coming into Friday, and energy up 40.6% coming into Friday. And we've been telling you all along how to diversify, different ways to diversify into some of those areas. You don't pick up everything and plunk it down, pick it up from one place and plunk it down in another. You stay diversified, my opinion in a year like 2022. In fact, DC Taylor, I have um, coming up at the beginning of the next segment, we're going to be talking to bond investors. Bond investors are having a tough year. We talked about this last week. The aggregate bond index, the Bloomberg aggregate bond index, down over 8% coming into Friday. Mm-hmm. Do you know how often that's happened in history? How often? Never. Never. Never before. <laughs> so it's been a tough year for bond investors. 
I had a talk last week with PIMCO Management about the bond market, their uh, their take on it. Mm-hmm. What they would be doing as bond investors. That I think that PIMCO is the best bond house. That's my opinion in the world. They manage some of the world's best bond funds. I'm going to tell you what PIMCO said about the bond market, what you should be doing right now, and I'm going to introduce you to one of the PIMCO inflation-hedged bond portfolios. I think you'll find that quite interesting, so don't go anywhere. But before we get there, DC Teller, we better take a break right here and thank our friends at Montrose Motors in beautiful Montrose, Pennsylvania for sponsoring this portion of our program. This is a great time of the year to take that short country drive out to Montrose, PA, because they have that great lineup of 2022 Fords, all the new Ford vehicles. What else do they have, DC? Well, if you are looking for a pre-owned vehicle, a fine quality pre-owned vehicle, they uh, whatever your situation is, your budget, they, uh, they will help you find one that is uh, perfect for you. They're family friendly. They have a great service department. So why don't you pay a visit to my pals at Montrose Motors? I'm sure... They'll make you that great deal on your next vehicle. Your financial future back after these brief messages. I hope you will please stay with us. Looking for a dealership where you'll feel right at home the minute you walk into the showroom? This describes Montrose Motors to a T. You know, that Ford dealership in the great little town of Montrose, Pennsylvania? Not only do they have a great selection of new Ford vehicles in stock, they also have an equal amount of quality pre-owned cars, SUVs, and trucks. It's just a short country drive to the no-hassle Ford dealer Montrose Motors on Grow Avenue. Ask for Andy Bennett or Doug Thomas. These guys really have never met a stranger. You'll end up friends. Nestled in the rolling hills of beautiful Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, you will find NJC Investments, a capable small-town firm with local values working right here for the citizens of our own community. Whether it's retirement planning, college planning, or just building up that long-term nest egg, the advisors at NJC Investments have decades of experience helping your neighbors achieve their goals. Why don't you get to know NJC Investments too? You can reach us at 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. And we welcome you to join us weekly as we broadcast the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker, Saturdays at 9 a.m. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. This is the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi from NJC Investments on 94.3 FM the talker on this here Saturday morning. I'm DC Taylor and uh, Nick sitting across the, uh, as he calls it, the massive soundboard. Hi, Nick. Hi, DC Taylor. It's a great Saturday morning Mm -hmm. Uh, coming off a tough market week, but we're Mm -hmm. still happy. Saturday goes on and uh, Monday will come and we'll, we'll tackle that as it comes. And as I said, the the short term, nobody knows about the long term still looks fine to me Mm -hmm. and keep your balanced portfolios and uh, you know, keep, if you have, and I, I can't stress this enough. If you have a dollar cost averaging program, this is the time to continue it 
or to add to it. And if you don't have a dollar cost averaging program in place, you've seen the hypotheticals we do, DC Taylor, how they work over a 10, 20, 30 year period doing a simple dollar cost averaging plan. There's nothing like getting that compound growth over time. And this may just may be a buying opportunity right here. Very good. All right, DC. Well, I talked to Pimco Investments last week, Mm -hmm. some of the investment managers there. And I called them because I'm getting a lot of calls from nervous bond investors, which usually doesn't happen. Bonds usually kind of uh, mellow, go up a little bit, down a little bit, and kick out a a nice interest payment to bondholders. This year has been the worst start to a bond year in history. The aggregate, the Bloomberg Aggregate Index, down over 8% to start the year. That has never happened before. And I wanted to get in touch with PIMCO and get their ideas on bonds and what they're looking at right now. Now, their flagship fund is the PIMCO Income Fund. We hold a lot of PIMCO income at NJC Investments, down about 6% or so year-to-date. Very unusual for that fund. I said, what do you do with that? And they said, well, keep reinvesting. That pays a monthly dividend. Your interest comes out in the form of a monthly dividend. And if you don't need the cash right now, reinvest that because that's like its very own dollar cost averaging program. They think that the fund will snap back before the end of the year. Of course, nobody knows that for certain, but they know that it will come back over time. The long-term average return on the PIMCO income fund close to 7% per year. And as I said, down over 6% now year to date. So there may be value for long-term investors, but keep reinvesting those dividends. PIMCO did also uh, point out one of their funds doing very well, holding up at least very well. And that is the PIMCO Inflation Response Multi-Asset Fund. It's uh, anything with the word inflation in there is going to inflation response, DC. Yeah. yeah. So you know that uh, they are looking out and they think that inflation will continue. They think we are getting near peak inflation, but they don't think it will come down very quickly. Now, the PIMCO Inflation Response Multi Asset Fund, these are the A shares. The symbol is PZRMX. PZRMX. We do not currently own this particular inflation hedge for any clients at NJC Investments, but I will do my homework and due diligence on it as I urge you to do the same. This is a four-star Morningstar fund. It is up 4.3% year-to-date. That's right. The aggregate bond index down over 8%. This fund, the PIMCO Inflation Response Multi-Asset A Fund, up 4.3% year-to-date. It's averaged 10.1% over the last three years. That's the average annual return and 7.2% over the last five years. In this fund, PIMCO uses a lot of treasury bonds. They use some foreign government bonds. They short some bonds. They're long some bonds. DC Taylor, you need an expert bond manager for this type of fund. That is my personal opinion. And PIMCO, in my opinion, the best bond managers out there. Again, up 4.3%, averaging 10.1% over the last three years. Average annual return, PZRMX. If you'd like more details on that fund, ring me up at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. I'd be happy to get those out to you free of charge or obligation. 
All right. Well, here we go, Nick. It's uh, the light blinking, the hotline, the studio hotline blinking. And uh, you know what that means when it when it's blinking and blinding us on the, uh, this time on Saturday mornings. That means it's time for Mitchell's Mailbag. Yes, it is time for Mitchell's Mailbag here on the, the Your Financial Future program. This is where we answer your questions. <laughs> and you can get those questions into us uh, by sending an email to nick at njcinvestments.com and putting in the subject line Mitchell's Mailbag. That way we know who to uh, forward all those mail emails to. And he keeps a nice file of all the topics that everybody's asking about to see what uh, to see what uh, everybody's uh, been asking about lately. It's Mitchell Dimitrik, our always intern. Hi, Mitchell. How are you? Hello, DC. Hello, Nick. I'm doing wonderful today. How are you both doing on this beautiful Saturday morning? We're doing just great. It is another great spring morning, and uh, we're certainly looking forward to your questions. Well, I'm looking forward to asking them. I'm ready when you are. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's get right to it, please. Uh, question number one, Mitchell. Go ahead. Alrighty. Question number one comes from Stan in Hazleton. Stan asks, do you think the S&P will finish down this year? When was the last year it was down? And what happened the following year? Wow, those are tough ones, DC. Thanks yeah. for listening in, Hazleton Stan. Well, do we think the S&P will finish down this year? You know it is negative year to date by over 7% now, and uh, I'm going to say we're going to pull it out. It's not going to yeah. be a great gain by the end of the year, but I think the second half of the year will save us. That's my hope anyway, and my guess is just as good as anybody else's, <laughs> sure. right? Right. Now, when's the last time we were down? Well, there's there's been three years, I think, in the last uh, 12 or what are we about? Last 15 years, we'll say, that we're down years in the market. And if you go back to the last one, it was 2018, we were down 6.24% on the S&P 500. And then in 2019, as long as you did not panic, up 28.8% the following year. The last time before that, I think, was 2015, down just slightly 0.7%. And we were up 9.8%. 5-4% in 2016, so a good recovery there. And the big one, D.C. Taylor, all the way back in 2008, we were down 38% on the S&P 500. But if you waited out for 2009, we were up 23% in 2009, and a good recovery Hmm. then after that in 2010 as well. So uh, the S&P has a way of snapping back in in, in the past anyway. In the past, right? There you go. Very good. All right. Well, let's get to the second question in Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell. All righty. Question number two comes from Bill in Wilkes-Barre. Bill asks, what is the best performing stock in the Dow 30 over the last year? And what is the worst performing stock? And what are the reasons? Oh, Bill, that's that's a really good question. You know, the Dow is made up of only 30 companies. So when mm-hmm. they say the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up or down, they're only talking about 30 companies, the average of it. So year over year, the best performing company is United Health. No. United Health. Okay. UNH is the symbol. It is up 141% year over year coming into Friday. And the worst performer is Disney. Yeah. How about that? Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Disney, DIS, down 51%. 
year over year. Maybe they should focus on business. Decent. How about that? Uh, well, just entertainment, saying, just you know, saying. entertainment for all people. I, I think the one of the reasons uh, there's a lot of reasons for Disney. Obviously, uh-huh. we're we're still not fully reopened, but also they're they're straying into politics. I think that has hurt them, mm-hmm. and also the streaming business is slowing down because we are starting to reopen and people are getting out. Not maybe perhaps not streaming as much. Right. As far as United Health. Um, we are we are aging as a population, and there's more and more need for healthcare. And uh, UNH up 141 percent year over year. Certainly a great performer. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. And uh, let's get to uh, one more question in Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell. Already last, but certainly not least, question number three comes from Lucy in Dunmore. Lucy asks. I am sick and tired of companies getting involved in politics. <laughs> Is there a way to invest in non-woke companies? <laughs> All right, Lucy. Another good question, DC Taylor. Yeah. It seems like more and more of these corporate boards are, uh, you know, getting a little political. And and more and more folks are looking for uh, another venue, uh, you know, to, to uh, invest in companies that are not uh, not uh, political. Yeah, I, th- I think you can do your own homework, and, and that's going to be a little difficult. I will point you in the direction that we've talked about uh, often on the program, a newer company that started up called Second Vote Society. And uh, they came out with some ETFs last year. Um, one was EGIS, that is the Second Vote Society Defended ETF. It was up 30.8% in 2021, only down 2% as of Friday for the year. And let's see some of the companies in there. O'Reilly Automotive, AbbVie, Aflac, Regeneron, Fortinet, Texas Instruments. Now, this doesn't mean that they're right-wing companies or left. This means they keep their politics on the side. They just focus on business. And the other symbol on the ETF that they had out was LYFE. That's the Second Vote Life Neutral Plus ETF. Fortinet, Regeneron, Steel Dynamics, ServiceNow, CVS, Lowe's. These are some of the companies in that. So I would go there for my research, and you can find <laughs> the companies that they consider. They have a formula to consider the non-woke companies. <laughs> and uh, maybe you can start your research by looking up their holdings, and you can find those on Morningstar. Okay. Morningstar.com. All right. There you go. Very good. Okay. Well, there you go. Your question's answered. On the, the Mitchell's Mailbag segment of the Your Financial Future program, if you want to, again, get your questions in, please do uh, send an email to nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag. Thank you, Mitchell Dimitrik, for uh, taking care of these questions again this week. DC, Nick, thank you for having me on the show again and each and every Saturday morning. Looking forward to next week and the questions that the fine listeners of the Your Financial Future show send to us. And we look forward to them as well. We have a great audience, and we thank you for all the work you do on the program, and we wish you a very happy spring weekend. You both as well. That again, Mitchell Dimitrik, our always intern here on the program. DC Taylor does a great job. He sure does. We're happy to have him. He started off as an intern. Now he's he's got his own... Uh, thing going but yeah. he still comes back each and every saturday morning to help us along with the program and we appreciate him that's right absolutely always good to hear from mitchell mitchell dimitrick 
Well, DC Taylor, before we go to this break, let me just review what went on on Friday. Again, it's, it was really sparked by Chair Powell with his comments on inflation, which we all knew, mm-hmm. you know, enough of the baloney about inflation being transitory, like he told us about six months ago, which right. he was dead wrong. Janet Yellen, dead wrong. The president, dead wrong. They weren't alone. It was pretty much everybody's, oh, it's going to go away magically. Mm-hmm. We're spending too much money. We're printing too much money. That is the problem. But when you have a day like you did on Friday, down over 900 points at one point, then back a little bit and then swinging all over the place, yeah. um, it, it unnerves on investors. We had a lot of calls into the office. We're, we understand. It's not something that's that's you know a pleasant day in the market for certain but to put it in perspective we're still above the year lows even though that was the worst day of the month of april mm-hmm. um uh, in the dow jones industrial average we are still holding the lows which were put in on march 14th stay to your plan don't be tempted a lot of people you know when you have a day like that are tempted to just say let me get out now <laughs> and when everything settles down i'll get back into the market it is very hard to get both sides of that right 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 you have to know when to get out and when to get back in almost impossible to do stick to your long-term plan there's nothing wrong with making adjustments to your portfolio diversifying into some of the areas that we're telling you are working right now but do not be tempted to wholesale throw everything out and say i'll just get back in doesn't work that way right dc you know the saying i like to use here these are the times that stocks return to the rightful owners. Uh, What do I mean by that? That means don't be the weak hand. There's a lot of people newer to the market haven't experienced big down years. They come along every few years. Mm -hmm. You have to live through them to get to the better years. It's just a part of life. But don't be tempted to let your quality investments Get away from you now. Don't sell your quality investments here while the babies are being swept out with the bathwater. Right. Hold on to quality. Do your homework. And there may be value being created right now. We talked earlier in the program about down years and how they were followed quickly and recovery years over the next year. I know it feels bad in the middle of a year, but I've been doing this almost 30 years, DC. Yeah. And it always gets better over time. That's been my experience. So hang on to quality. Have your shopping list ready of quality investments that you want to own for the long term. They may come down into that area where there are values here that will pay off down the road. With that, DC Taylor, let's take our last break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about a very exciting part of the market, in my opinion, that might just be on sale right now for long-term investors. Maybe something that you can even dollar cost average into. We'll talk about that in just one minute. So I hope you will please stay with us. The Your Financial Future program will be back after this brief message. Mr. Wrongway, it's Big Box Brokerage calling. The market's been falling. Maybe you should sell. Well, get me out. Get me out. Mr. Wrongway, the market's rebounding. It's going higher. Well, get me in. Hurry up. Get me back in. Mr. Wrongway, more bad news today. What? Get me out, for goodness sake. Get me out. Don't be Mr. Wrongway. Let us show you what we believe is the right way to invest. 
trying to time the ups and downs of financial markets is nearly impossible. I'm Nick Colarossi, a certified retirement counselor and host of the program, Your Financial Future, heard on 94.3 FM, The Talker, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. At NJC Investments, we believe a solid investment plan paired with a consistent dollar cost averaging program can help you reach your long-term goals like retirement and college planning. Call us today at 570-586-5030 or reach us directly through our website, njcinvestments.com. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back and thanks for staying with us here on the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker. My name is Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped along by Mr. D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame. Yeah. And don't forget to check out D.C. Taylor weeknights on our sister station, The River, 105-1035 The River. He has his very own great classic rock program, great music and great wit and wisdom Thank in you. between those songs, D.C. It's a terrific program. Appreciate you checking I in. I like that music. You're not going to hear any of uh, Engelbert Humperdinck on there, <laughs> no. right? Nothing like no, that. We lost, we lost his records in the Captain whatever. and Tennille, we won't find them there. <laughs> no, they went missing. I don't Maybe know. some Led Zeppelin, some yes. Aerosmith that type of music right that's why i listen buddy right thanks all right dc let's finish up today's program with an area of the market that i think is dynamic i think will grow as we go into 2023 2024 and beyond we've talked about it before it is in my opinion on sale right now how cheap it gets nobody knows but an area that's been beaten up recently, that is the semiconductor area of the stock market. What do semiconductors go into these days, DC? Uh, pretty much everything. Pretty much everything is correct. Pretty soon they'll be going into us, I'm sure. But <laughs> right. right now, I mean, for everything, either your cars, of course, and that's where the shortages are showing up, but also your appliances, mm-hmm. everything is run off of semiconductors. So I came across an article this past week. It's from InvestorPlace.com. I get a lot of great information. Highly recommend that you visit that site. A lot of free information there as well. And this article is entitled, Eight Semiconductor Stocks on Sale as Intel Ready's Mobileye. Now, Mobileye was the Israeli company that developed these sensors for autonomous vehicles And Intel bought them a while back. They're spinning off half of the company. If that IPO does well, Intel will own the other half of those shares. That could help their share prices, what the gist of this article is, at Mm -hmm. at least at the beginning. It was written, this article comes to us on uh, from April 8th of 2022, if you'd like to read the entire article. But let's go through these quickly. These are the the, uh, individual stocks they like. And I will share with you, time permitting, a... uh, an ETF in this area, DC. Okay. Intel for spinning off the mobile eye unit. Next is that's INTC. Texas Instruments. The symbol there is TXN. They like Texas Instruments as they plan to set up their new 300 millimeter chip fabrication plant. A lot of these bigger companies building all new supply chains, DC, and trying to get away a little bit, I think, from China. Yeah. Next is Advanced Micro Devices, AMD, really beaten up on the stock this year. AMD has taken a lot of 
market share over the last few years from Intel. And by the way, DC, we own all of these companies for certain investors at NJC Investments, as well as this next one, NVIDIA. NVDA took a big pullback on Thursday and Friday. Investor Places Fazian Farouk says NVIDIA is one of the foremost companies operating in the metaverse. And NVIDIA also has the computer graphics processors that are in such high demand for gaming, engineering, and a lot of other applications. Next up is United Microelectronics Corporation, UMC. They say because this is such a large company, crucial for the global supply chains of silicon chips. Next is Analog Devices, ADI, which specializes in creating remote monitoring systems and connected car solutions. Next is the biggest, Taiwan Semiconductor. They have just committed $100 billion to expand, and it's they're expanding in the United States, mm. out, of, out of Taiwan. Right. Um, and the symbol there, T-S-M. And the last is Camtech, C-A-M-T. Camtech is a testing process company for semiconductor chips. So they help get these chips up and running and on the market. Again, these stocks, Camtech, C-A-M-T, Taiwan Semiconductor, T-S-M, Analog Devices, A-D-I, United Microelectronics, U-M-C, NVIDIA, N-V-D-A, Advanced Micro is AMD, Texas Instruments, TXN, and Intel, INTC. Those are ideas from InvestorPlace.com. And these are not recommendations from me to you, as I don't know the suitability for your particular portfolio. But if you'd like more information, you know how to get that. Ring us up at NJC Investments. Well, D.C. Taylor, if you're not interested in owning individual stocks, but you still want to participate in that area, you can do it through mutual funds. You can also do it through exchange-traded funds. And some of the exchange-traded funds out there, the largest comes from iShares. The symbol there is S-O-X-X. Vanek has one. The symbol there is S. M-H. And I brought along one from First Trust um, Semiconductors. Their ETF, the symbol is FTXL. And we do own this for certain clients at NJC Investments where suitable. But I thought I'd just give you an idea of some of the holdings here. Broadcom is number one, Intel, Texas Instruments, Micron, Qualcomm, On Semiconductor, Analog Devices, KLA Corp., Skyworks. You get an idea for the holdings within this. It's a managed fund, and it is a three-star Morningstar fund, and it is down 22% year-to-date. And I say this may be on sale because if you look at the last few years, over the last three years, it's averaged 22% to the upside. Average annual return over the last five years, it's averaged 21% per year. Of course, past performance, DC. Not a guarantee of future results. That is for certain. You can see that with the down 22% to start 2022. Again, the symbol there, FTXL. There are many different ways to invest in the semiconductor area. Do your homework. Do your due diligence to see if it's suitable for your portfolio. If we can help, we'd be happy to talk to you about that as well. 
Well, DC Taylor, we're just about wrapping up the program. And yes, I know it was a tough week, down 981 points on the Dow yesterday. Mm. Things will get better. I think earnings are still coming in relatively strong. Now we have the next few weeks to go with earnings season. So pay close attention to those. And of course, come back every Saturday because we'll be covering those. Things will get better. Have that shopping list ready, right? Absolutely. You you even mentioned how how are we standing year to day now, year over year? Well, year over year. I mean, the past twelve months. This this day last year was uh, it was thirty four thousand, and uh, we ended Friday at thirty three eight. So okay. uh, down off two hundred points for the uh, for the past twelve months. So there's there's hope for the future. We have some catching up to do, is how I look at. It. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, DC Taylor, for all of your help on today's program. You're very welcome. And we remind everyone, hey, there is never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on anything we covered, you know where to find me, njcinvestments.com, or dial us up at 570-586-5030. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you, and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been a Filmways presentation, darling. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.